Welcome to Jurassic Park. Can I What are you doing? I started one doing, note. I started making a dinosaur <laughs> Do you mean, noise. Yeah. Do you mean? <laughs> immediately. That's what I meant. Greetings, pals. Welcome to the season finale of Throwing the Pow. It is the season finale. It is. Oh, Ep- 50. Episode 50. Yeah, and cool. we're all very excited, as you can tell. I recently, I've got to tell this, had some friends uh, up for the weekend. Should I keep the music going? Yeah, keep the music. Oh, no, I, is this it, is like the Oscar I, speech. I, I, I'm just, just no, 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 just one more minute. I've just got to thank Christian Bale, please. <laughs> He's an inspiration to me. Um, I recently had my birthday, uh, which will be a long way away by the time this actually goes out, and you guys came out with me, which was lovely. And one of my friends from Newcastle watched us as we were all interacting at dinner, and the next day she was like, you guys are so extroverted, it's sickening. She's like, she she did an impression of us, and she was just like, and now I must speak, and now I shall speak, or I will not be heard. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of us, like, just together. You guys I, don't see your that. Fri- your friend sounds hurtful, and yeah. I'm offended. Yeah. She's yeah. no I thought friend I was, of mine. This, yeah. This is what she was talking about. I was pretty reserved <laughs> I was pretty reserved at dinner, so I don't know what she's talking about. Really? Yeah. No, sorry. Really? So this is <laughs> this is throwing the pow. It is the podcast where we debate movies. You love it. You hate it. We debate it. Don't point at me. God, I'm getting good at that catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Finally, um, and today we're talking about one of the greatest films of all time. Of all time. One of our all-time favorites. We we talk about it all the time. I don't think time. we ever stop talking about it. Finally, guys, we're doing it. All dogs go to heaven too. <laughs> Heaven Boogaloo. No. Okay, wait, <laughs> what is the second one of those? Uh, Balto's Return. Oh my God, Mark. Is it actually? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to say that's. <laughs> that was convincing. It was heroic. <laughs> Too convincing. We're talking about, you might have heard us talk about it before Jurassic Park. We've never. Wee, 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 wee. That's for one, two, three. Jurassic Park three. three. The um, third one. Um, because um, naturally we'll talk about the third one in a franchise. Yes. Well, or the fourth one, Harry Potter. Thanks, Frank. But, you know, I think Jurassic... <laughs> it's the best one <laughs> as voted by the public. Jurassic uh, Park three was something we'd always drop in as a little bit. I don't know why that started. I said I'm going to be honest. I think I said it once as a joke oh, and then we did course, it. Oh, you think you started it? it? Of course yeah. he did. I don't I did. know if you started it. Let's go back and listen. Did. Listener, you decide. And here we are discussing, uh, is it Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> this week, finally. <laughs> There'll be a cut in there. We, we talked about it a lot and then 10 or 15 episodes, we said it every episode. And I don't think we've said it in like 15 episodes now. And, so if, we, and if we haven't listened, we apologise, but we're talking about it. It's our favourite. It's Jurassic Park 3. It's better than the first two for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I, it, what? Okay, so... Hold on. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know. Also a bold statement. We rate films out of 11, Thomas... <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> or should we, wait, should we do it out of 50? For this one? Let's you, rate them out of 50. You want to rate movies out of 50 now? Yeah. I think that'll really bring some order to the pod. Some much needed lack of chaos It's episode there. 50. 49.9. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, absolutely We not. rate these Don't out of 11 because I think 11 minutes seem to have been cut from the last act of this movie. I don't know if you guys agree with it me. It does. But it's very it is rushed. abrupt. And 
we're done. Yes. <laughs> just kind of like, we're on the beach and that's a scientist guy. Hey, there's a helicopter over here. Well, I'm sure everything will be fine now. And then Morgan Freeman came in and <laughs> gained another freckle. Have we watched different have we watched different movies? Almost certainly. But yes, the the, the ending is rushed. So we, we, wait, you're saying we rate them out of 11 because 11 minutes have been cut from the ending. I would say at least 11 minutes. That's well, not a good, again, not a good 11. Here's the thing. You let that run and you came back to it now to talk about it more. You, yeah. We've done 50 episodes of Tom doing the wisest out of 11 and I, it's getting progressively worse. Yeah. And we ask on. him every week, just think about it for just two minutes. do the research, I do man. think about it for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I take that very much to heart. I mean, okay. that's, that's your fault for giving that instructions. <laughs> yeah, I, I take instructions very literally on this pod. Okay, just to give it a bit of context, this is a 2001 film. It's got a 92-minute runtime. Yeah. So it is very quick. 2001, what else happened? Uh, Zoolander. Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Pearl Harbor. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Fast Space and Furious. Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. 2001. It finally happened. It finally happened. And you know Is what? Is that when it came out? They, <laughs> predict, they predicted it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> a Beautiful Mind, Swordfish. You got a lot of... Uh, Joe Dirt also yeah. came out this year. Speaking I love of you started with... You've got a lot of... And I can only assume you were going to say really important films. Really? Yeah. But you cut yourself <laughs> off because you needed to say Joe Dirt. <laughs> Which is a great movie, uh, obviously. Yes, yes, I did. When was the last time you guys watched Joe Dirt? Uh, Yesterday. Admittedly. <laughs> no, honestly, like two months ago. I watched it probably 20 times as a child and I would like to watch it again soon. <laughs> David Spade is a national US treasure. And it's what's his name? Uh, Dennis Miller, isn't it? Who's the po- the podcaster, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the the radio guy. Um, and Who I keeps making fun of him. That's the weird yeah. thing about the movie. That's the bit I remember that he's being so mean to him. And Joe Dirt's like, whatever, man. Like, he's just so happy and comfortable with who he is. And I remember learning as a kid, like, wow, maybe things are going to be all right. Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... So who loved this film? Who hated this film? Shay and Amy, if you love this film. Frank! Marcus. Tom takes an aggressive drink of his Corona. This is going to be good. Way to be a a friggin' douche, man. But there's there's levels of this. We haven't said scores. Yes, I apologise. So... uh, There's levels. Frank, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'd love to go first. Mm. I'll give it an eight. It's fun. It's a good time. It's it's silly. It's d- 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 silly. <laughs> Marcus, I'll give it a six point three. Whoa. Okay. Not bad. Tom, one. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Frank was so bad. Frank. <laughs> Finger on the trigger. Reactive. Uh, four point seven. That's what I. That's what I say to you. Yeah. <laughs> 4.7, so that's not that bad. That's not that bad. No, I just don't think it was very good. It's, um, it wasn't good enough for me to say I liked it, which is a bummer because how I... How many times have you seen it? As a child, endlessly. Endless loop, constantly. I didn't ask as a child. I just said, how many times have you seen it? Why does it matter if you're yeah. a child or an didn't adult? Didn't you ask how many times have I seen it? As a child. Yeah. Endlessly, as a child. Define endlessly. <laughs> Define. <laughs> what does that mean? Is the only DVD you own? This is one of the earliest... Theatre going memories I have. I remember going it's to a see film. Yep, I remember going to see <laughs> Toy Story two, and that's one of the first like I'm going to the movies and I'm watching this, and then probably only a couple other movies, and then uh, Jurassic Park three. I remember going to see it and being like, 
this is incredible. Hadn't seen Jurassic Park 1 or 2. Mm. And I we got the DVD, I think, and I watched it over and over and over again. So the kid. kid with the overactive imagination yep. who had nightmares at the drop of a hat yep. went and saw Jurassic Park 3. Yep. Pretty much at the start of his movie-watching career. But you'll notice that the kid gets out all right in this movie. And Let's I was say, like, yes, but the, hold on. the neck snapping toward the end's cool as well. Does that happen right? to the kid? I might have watched a different one. No, it the next snapping. Sam Neil kill the kid. Next snapping is movie. really early on. Oh, it is early. I apologize. That's the Spikeosaurus. Like they, this next snapping happens a couple of times. They get Michael Jeter with a neck snap at one point. Is that a real name? They do. Mr. Noodle. Yeah. They set him. They set him <laughs> as a, a trap, and then they snap the and raptor they snap, snap his yeah. neck. I was try. I truly had a moment where I was like, God, I can't remember who this guy is, and it was just before they snapped his neck. I was like, Mr. Noodle, no, and realised it's him. <laughs> oh, so you're wow, so you've gone. It's full, tr- uh, full trauma for you. Yes, hmm. for anyone who remembers Mr. Noodle, Mr. Noodle from Elmo. Um, Speaking it- of full trauma, I couldn't watch Jurassic Park the original as a kid. I remember hiding behind the couch. Mm, really? Yeah. As a kid, the first and second, I remember vividly the second one terrified me at the cinema. I had to leave halfway. The second one, which I haven't seen. Is kind of a horror, right? Like it goes it's, more into the horror uh, elements. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say so. It just it goes into real world a bit more. It's definitely. I feel it's a lot darker than the first one. The first one has. I mean, the best scene in the first film is the the T Rex and the reveal um, as the cars go dark. I think, in my opinion, with the lightning. With yeah, lightning. Is that lightning? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Is there? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're but not talking I about Jurassic Park 1. When you see two T-Rexes in the Lost World, in the second one, actually pick a guy up and then, like, Pull rip him, him in half. Like I only know that because it's of the Like, they do, song. like, the... It's the, much more gruesome. What's what's the what's that dog Disney film where they Lady share the Tramp? They Lady in the Tramp. They Lady in the Tramp. Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. It's, and it's a meat cute for them. They then yeah. start dating <laughs> after that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember our first human? <laughs> Oh, uh, I haven't seen, as I said, I haven't seen the second one. I only watched the first Jurassic Park a few years ago for the first time in my life. Oh, we need to. None of this makes that. any sense. No, yeah. no, it doesn't, does it? Of course you. Okay. This, no, no, no. This is good. I think this is good. Because if Tom can't back this as a franchise feel, mm-hmm. it's not going to have the same effect. I feel not dissimilar to how I felt about. Ghostbusters, which we talked about a long time ago now, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife, yeah. Which is not yep. to say I like this movie more than that because that movie is, you know, should be held up for war crimes at the Hague Convention. But <laughs> I think that <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 is it's fine, but I don't have the nostalgia for Jurassic Park as a franchise mm. and the, the nostalgia I thought I was going to have for this movie, having watched it so many times as a kid, did not kick in. I put it on today and I was like, oh, yeah, I think this is a silly, goofy time. I was really bored by this okay. and I was shocked to find how boring I found it and how shallow I found a lot of well, it. Firstly, this is Sam Neill's return because he vanishes in the second one. I didn't mm. know that. So, so who's, the, who's the lead? So Goldblum. In the first film, yeah. In really? the first film, Goldblum. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Say it again. Goldblum. Goldblum. Have you heard him? No, this is a total sidebar. Oh, God. Jeff Goldblum on the Conan podcast? No. They... Him and Conan just for 20 minutes go, the whole time. It's, it's insane. It's hilarious. Because people listened to that and enjoyed it. Yeah. Genius. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So in the first film, he is the, the anti to our hero. He's the anti hero. To our He's Sam the anti Hill. to the hero. Yeah. Otherwise known um, as the antithesis hero. And he's, you know, the chaos um, theory. Uh, 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 life uh, uh, finds a way. Yeah. What chaos happens theory. in this fucking movie, guys? Okay. Like, Have you okay. seen... Hold on. You, hold on. You've seen Jurassic Park 1? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. You so, know so that Sam Neill is like the, the straight everyman protagonist. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum plays like the sexy scientist version who's got, you know, he's got... Chaos that. theory and... He's and got chaos theory. He's he's got, that's it. That's do I remember correctly? Story. He does like a little recumbent pose. No, in front yeah, of he does. Some, does. Do, some dinosaur shit at one point. Or no, not the dinosaur no. shit. Not in front of the shit. But he's oiled up. Okay. <laughs> shirt open. Yeah, he because he gets attacked and he has a his and shirt open. Just like, oh yeah. Which makes that noise. Okay. So so then what happens in number two? Number two, we get him and and he's our lead, and then all of a sudden you're like. Oh, he's a dad. So he's got this little daughter sidekick that... And Vince Vaughn's there. Vince Vaughn's and they actually go to... really good in it. Okay. Not surprising. Vince Vaughn's amazing. Well, it's amazing. early Vince Vaughn. And we are digressing When's pretty he heavily. ever been bad? Name his name. <sighs> Honestly. Be cool. You can't. No, he's great oh, in Be Cool. I disagree. Still. Go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, and then in this the third film, Sam Neill reappears again. And we're like, oh, awesome. We've got Dr. Graham back. Yes. Which is the whole thing. Like, um, William H. Macy and T. Leone's character, they are a divorced couple who are trying to rescue their son. They recruit Sam Neill's character, mm. Dr. Alan Grant, and get him back to the island. He's like, for, what does he say? What's the line? For no... No force on no heaven force or hell, hell could uh, yeah. get me on that. And then he's like, what if I write a big check? And he's like, oh, damn it. Smash, smash cut. Yeah. I forgot money was a thing. It, yeah. <laughs> it disappoints me greatly to think that he caved so quickly in like... Well, well it's also like... Cash, you're going to give him a banger line like that as well, which is a pretty good line, like no force upon heaven or hell could get me there. And I'm like... I can't remember what gets him there. What is it? And then when it's money, money. What, got, like, what, <laughs> got, what got Sam Neill back to this film franchise, though? That's an interesting it's just point. Life. But I read that he actually wanted to redo his performance because he didn't think he did a good job in the first one. Oh, I read. Really? I read that that was part of his reason why. He, he also defends this film um, quite. Strongly. Quite, a, quite a lot of people do. It has a pretty good retrospective. Well, it is just a. It's just a. It's just. It's a, a B monster film. It's like it's the third of a of a dinosaur franchise. It's like, hey, relax, guys. This yeah. is a, this is a silly dinosaur film. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the characters are. It's not well written. It's not as strong as the first two. But it's it's just a fun romp in the Hawaiian it's jungle. It's got that survival horror thing to it as well. Because in the second one, it's more like guns blazing. It's, it feels a bit more action. Action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the third one, it goes back to like no, it's just people running for their lives. But yeah. even the first one, from memory, and again, I've seen it once, mm. and I liked it. Mm. It it has a lot more of a kid friendly, a very Spielbergian like. Did you say you found the first one scary? Yeah, but I was... 93, so I would have been four or... Right. I feel like you could show the first... Even in the 90s, you could show the first Jurassic Park to a seven-year-old and they just love it. Not me. No, obviously. But I hate scary. Yes. I showed you Happy Feet the other day and you were terrified. Oh, my God, they tap so fast. Their feet, irrespective of their bodies, tapping everywhere. (laughs) The stuff with the the raptors and with the T-Rex during the opening scene, like the, the major big scene where you first see a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, We're talking Jurassic Park one or three, right? One. Now. We're back to one again. But yeah, good. Anyway, yes. but like it is terrifying for children, or it was intended to be. But I, I, don't I know thought it was like a safe thrill, right? Like Jurassic Park one, because who do you get? You get um, the Norman from uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld dies. Yeah, is that it? No, the guy the on the toilet one? dies, and. Yeah, the lawyer. What is he? A lawyer or something? Well, yeah, he, you know. <laughs> good riddance. Uh, yes. Yeah. Dinner served. I oh, think that I oh, the, and the clever girl, the, the clever girl, the hunter, the, the hunter guy. Mm. Yeah, okay. clever girl. I have to great line. I have to say that yeah, this is a franchise. The reason I reference Ghostbusters is 
I just my 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 mileage varies with certain ones like this, and there's a ceiling to my enjoyment. Have of you it. seen? Sorry, have you seen any of the Jurassic World? I saw the first one. I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, alone. Fair. I except no, I didn't mind the first one. I like Bryce Dallas in it. I think she's. This actually is when Chris good. Pratt was. It, that she's was the one that Chris tipped. Pratt. Oh, much of a muchness for he me. He tipped over the edge sure. at that point. That was the film that went. It's oh, probably enough, Chris. Yes. What are you doing? Bryce Dallas Howard is always enjoyable. I think she's pretty good. Uh, anyway, the I, running, the running in the high heels. Dress what are you going to do? Dress about three. <laughs> there's a there's a limit to how much I can enjoy these movies. Already baked into just the fact that I clearly they're not necessarily made for me. You know, these movies and Ghostbusters and, and other ones that are very big franchises from the 80s and 90s mm. do not hit with me. I will be I will say on this podcast right now for anyone who's listening and doesn't know this as someone who obviously likes being as in-tuned and into, uh, you know, film history as possible in the last 20, 30 years, I haven't seen any of the Back to the Future movies. Like, I have blind spots that are huge. In wow, you heard it here goes. first, guys. He's got blind spots. I just heard a car out on street level just screech to a halt and slam into another car. Was it a DeLorean? <laughs> <laughs> see, I know that. They're trying to get to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> um, I See, here's the thing. I don't yeah. think you're well-versed in, like, 80s and 90s cult hits. I'd like agree with smash that. smash hits of, like... The Terminator franchise. Well, no. See, I watched those recently, you're right, for the first time, and loved them. I you're, but you're, not into, you're not into, I would say, not into mainstream film. You like to be niche and artistic. Sure, yes. I <laughs> yeah. loved I loved Titanic, for instance, you know, really, really outside yeah, the mainstream there. We but, also know that was shit. <laughs> but anyway. I'm talking um, in broad strokes, pal. Like, you're give me a you're break, not a, You're not a, a mainstream franchise guy. How do you feel about Iron Man? How do you feel about the Avengers? I think some of them are fine. I've definitely, some of Iron Man is fine. I've so definitely engaged in mainstream things, especially within the last 20 years. Like, I grew up watching Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. the last 20 years. That's most of your life, idiot. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> you, you watching films from 5 to 10 doesn't count. Yep. So, the last 20 years is 10 to 30. You just turned 30. Yeah. He's got a point. That's your whole no, point. No, wait, what's mind? your point? My that I've, God, I've right. watched those franchise <laughs> movies, so when you guys go, I don't engage with, like, franchises or modern things that are within the mainstream, yes, I do. Just no, in the last sorry. 20 years. Wh- but you mean things from the 90s and 80s. I would agree with that. Sure. I haven't... Where this stems from. I, mean, I haven't is... put the effort to go back in and watch those things, and sometimes I've liked them, sometimes I haven't. Hmm. Jurassic Park has a very, very firm ceiling for me. I don't think I'd give the first one more than an eight. I like it. But it's not a big movie for me. Okay. It's pretty high. I would hear people when I was a child go. to finish And I would go. I don't know what that's from until I was like twenty. Like I had. Yeah, but you are also tone deaf. Fair enough. Well, can I try it one more time? Yeah. Is that? That's what I heard. Right. That's what I heard. That's actually. That's still. In better oh. tune than Tom. <laughs> Some There's of those were a dinosaur. Right. Do you guys think I did good seeing as I just used one nostril for that? I like that. I it was okay. Anyway, I think this movie is pretty boring. I think it has some okay set pieces. I think in general... I like genre movies that at least have some characters to latch on to that I give a shit about. I think T. Leone and William H. Macy and Trevor Morgan and all that are pretty fucking shallow. Friend of the pod, T. Leone. T. Leone. Big friend of the pod. Big fan. Here's the thing. Not a big fan of that Karen haircut that she's rolling. Oh, the Karen, that's not the worst of it. She's an idiot in this film. She gets a terrible role. Yes, but she's given a terrible role, which is to do dumb things and scream when they go badly. Yes. And I'm like, well, that's 
kind of yeah. tricky for me. And this is the woman from Spanglish, for crying out loud. I know. She's so good at speaking English and Spanish. Get on top of you, Adam Sandler and fake an orgasm like anyone, right? Inevitably in a film wow. like this, you will have that, that calibre of role. You need to. You can't have everyone who's switched on and knows what they're doing and, and in control of their emotions and making the right decisions. You need people who are going to fuck this up for everybody else. I agree, but the two kids in Jurassic Park 1 seem to have more agency and sensibility to them than she does. And this, that's a good point. She that is out of control sh- and yeah. using a megaphone. On, like, oh, if you, if you hire... If hold, you hire, Actually, no, hold on. I'm, I'm going to jump on the point. I think that there are people out there like that. I agree, but I yes. don't want them in my movies. And also, if you, <laughs> if you, if you hire Dr. Alan Grant, right, yeah. please take us to this island to help us find our son and be our guide, yeah. would you not be like, hey, Dr. Alan Grant, we're about to land or like... You know, he's waking up from his... They've just drugged him. But, like, what should we do? Would they not ask him a question? Where should we go? What should we check? Do you have any advice? Not get the megaphone out and start screaming immediately. Yeah. It's like, why hire him? Why bother? Just go to the fucking island. Language. And just and just do it yourself. I agree. Tia. I don't... And I don't think it's funny. I don't think the... Like, when they're going... That's it. It's not... He's saying that's a bad idea. What? And it's like, no, it's not, like... It's funnier doing it in this room, but it's not a funny bit for her well, to be getting it so wrong. You think you're funny. But I'm pretty funny, it's but okay. I think that the... But it is, it's like it's not played for laughs and it's not really played I for, like, tension. It, it truly is. I think it's a moment where it's meant to be like, oh, those silly civilians. And it just const And it keeps happening over and over. They keep wandering through the forest and the movie plays by the different rules of this sometimes is, it doesn't yeah. attract the dinosaurs. I know I'm being way too analytical about a fucking dinosaur And, th- and that's the hard thing. It's like it is... The third in a film, like it's Joe Johnston directed. It's not Spielberg. It's like yeah. it's not the ho- it's not the whole same crew. It's just someone's gone. I'm going to make a third to make some money for the for the studio. You would assume. Yes, probably the best choice they made, without a doubt. I think is deciding to start filming the movie before they had a completed script. Always a good idea. I think that was a really good call, and it shows. Well, it worked. Like, it worked for Iron Man. Let's just yeah. quickly. But not so much for Jeff Bridges, but yeah. That's oh, so story. he's mad about it, but he still came out great. And I think you have <laughs> movies where they do that, and it's kind of the exception rather than the rule. That it's like, can you believe they didn't have a script when they were shooting? And can you believe they just yeah. kind of like yeah. took? Off? I think Alien Three was a was a some actually probably a movie I'm going to invoke a little bit more as we go on because I watched it recently and had a, a interesting comparison to this but you know there are movies that start getting made and it's like god how are we going to pull this together and kind of gets pulled off I don't mm. think this is a good example I'm in that's, the minority actually no that is a that's a great comparison mm. now you've said that because it's very similar in in the way that the first second and third worked as a trio mm. you've got the alien franchise which starts as a survival horror mm tension building and that's sort of how that that's the Jurassic magic of it. one is and then similar. number two and the same as aliens too it becomes this action like everyone's got guns and all of a sudden it's like humans versus the threat and then in the third one it's like oh let's let's revisit the original formula or worked but we'll keep a little bit of the second in there just so it kind of feels like we're moving forward as a franchise and i think that the, you can't this, do the exact same thing exactly again. yeah and i think that this film has done that not well Mm. It's not like here, here. This is not my favorite Jurassic Park film. Sure, probably my almost my least favorite, and I'm not counting anything beyond. It's my third this favorite trilogy out of the front three. That's right. So you guys would put one and two first. Yeah, in Absolutely. that order. You know, retrospectively, a lot that, of people, exactly a lot order. of people. In come fact, back we to probably this. should have just talked about Jurassic Park 
The original. No, no, no. I thought no, of Taylor Leone and William H Macy. Yeah. Like, I think this is an interesting <laughs> movie to talk about. I'm not. I'm not. I'm never bummed out to bring a movie on here that I think is bad because I'm like, why did this happen? Yeah. You know? And I think yeah. Joe Johnston being the director is interesting. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, so a guy that I loved for a long time. Well, yeah, and then Jumanji. Jumanji. And then of course that, for me, Captain America. Yes. Did the so first did, Captain America. Did we do a synopsis? Do we need to? Not really. They crash land. The kid and the dude crash land island. on the island. We're back on the island. A different island. Yes. It's Isla, Isla Sauna Isla and Sauna. Dispa. Really hot. It's near Costa Rica. It's also near Hawaii. Wink. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the kid and the, the new yeah. husband crash land. Trevor Morgan, a kid who was a bit of a like... Kind of parallel with Haley Joel when he was younger. Yeah, he was kind of in a really in the Patriot. He was in the Sixth Sense as the bully. He would show oh, up in that's things, right. That's right. and then he just kind of you know, didn't have anything go on after that. No, unfortunately, bugger. but he, I probably think, gets, he probably gets paid enough in terms of poor residuals. Bugger, yeah, poor little bugger. I think he's pretty good in this. Honestly. He's great in this. I think he's, he's right. Like good. you're never going to be like, well, oh, hey, Trevor Morgan it, sucks. There's a scene, obviously, about a quarter way in where you, Alan Grant, runs into him. You finally find the kid, and these two. Have no, he been, runs into. He, he comes. He comes out of the bush. So the kid saves him. Yeah, he says, from these rankings, "I am right? the forest now." Yeah, and yeah. grabs Sam Neill. And and he's, like, he's also covered in. Sorry to. He's also covered in the fakest leaves you've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's he, like, oh, I don't think that matters so much. <laughs> With this, the dinosaurs they can smell. For the production design, it does. It, I agree. Because where did he get those well, Bunnings com- leaves from? It looks like a kid. It, it looks like he's in. No, a, no, no. A, they look like plastic leaves. They look like fake yes. leaves you get from a store. Oh, your criticism of is the quality is, of the leaves. Yes, yes. Not, 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 not the kids attempted. No, it. the survival is great. Oh, fair. It's the props. <laughs> the he props have done like, a bad job. He looks like he's in a high school production of Peter Pan, and he's one of the Lost Boys. Like he's oh, wow. just run off stage with that shit on and gone. So true. Yes, he does not look like he's actually been. But I do believe that if this kid's been here for, what, three weeks, two, three weeks, and he's got rations. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight, okay, wow. Is that all it's been? I believe that he's savvy enough to know how to operate a lantern and keep quiet and eat rations. And, like, there was a part of me was like, as if. But then I looked at his mum and I was like, well, he can't be any worse than her, right? Like, this kid could have survived for eight weeks. <laughs> he can't be any worse, so he must be better. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's I, a, I mean, it's a evolution. Theory. I'm, confu- I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused with the logic. It's like, reasoning. His parents both seem idiotic, so the kid must be smart? I think so. Is it cancel- they cancel each other out? He's got a stepdad. He's a cool stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm trying to defend the kid. Can we go yeah, back, to, let's go excellent. back to the paragliding scene at the very start? They're paragliding the boat. The boat drivers get eaten by something, which is, of course, the Spinosaurus can swim. Well, he's in the water when they fight him at the end. Duh, Frank. I apologise. I apologise that you're absolutely right. But then the boat's going to crash into the rocks, right? That doesn't mean they're going to crash. They could just float down. I agree. When they freak out, they're like, we're going to crash, we're going to crash. I'm like, then let it crash. I mean, and yeah, then it's you'll the go boat. down kind the of, boat. Kind of. If the boat hits the rocks and they keep going over the top, they're eventually going to... Get yanked back. Get yanked, right? Yeah, I, I agree that it's a bad thing, but the way they treat it, they're like, if that boat crashes, we die immediately. Like, yeah. the tension of it doesn't quite read. And I always, as a kid, thought that. I was like, why is that the big thing? Yeah, they're so situation, tense. Like, if you were in the situation, though, you'd be cool, calm, collected, right? Obviously. Like a super yeah. I'd be the kid who's just like, you know you what? You wouldn't make panic decisions at that moment, sauna right now, motherfucker. Yeah. We're Let's in, just yeah. check hey, it out. Hey, you'd be thinking rationally we're in, we're in Hawaii, man. Pura like, vida. Aloha, you know? baby, you'd say. <laughs> Aloha, now, baby. they're not allowed to, again, go given, surfing, pal. <laughs> 
Just I ignore like, him, Mark. I am. I genuinely am. <laughs> I Fuck like you this guys. film, right? I do like this film. Not a great deal, but I like it enough Language. to say I have watched it countless times. It's flawed. It's heavily flawed. We mm. know that. Mm. But there's still that Jurassic Park magic, which I love. There's things like they clearly establish at the start of the film that it's a no-fly zone, like the no government would help them and therefore they call, you know, they're getting like an illegal um, plane to fly them in. And all. The, yeah, the private charter. How did that not get stopped? Like if it's if it's a no, they flew under the radar. Is that it? Is that yeah, literally yeah. it? But so you got to fly under a certain certain thousand feet and you find. But even the explanation of and I know nitpicky, but like William H Macy, the reveal is that he's like a, a fucking bathroom and tiles, and yeah, so yeah. he was able to save enough money to pay for these mercenaries to fly him because he had to make a deposit because that's what Michael G is saying on the phone earlier. But also he was able to get on the paleontology like the dig site. And make himself seem like a big shot, and Billy was like, "Yeah, this guy's a." Didn't big, he like- say he sold something, or he he pulled a second mortgage, or something? I don't know. He talks he might about have, it where he it, pulls finance from it's somewhere. Still, this thing of like this guy shows up, and Billy, who while maybe seeming a little rash, doesn't seem like an idiot, but he's like, "No, this guy's a big deal. We should trust him." Yeah, and I just don't. No, I'm going to disagree because Billy, a lot of, yeah, go Billy's on. like he's trying to steal those raptor eggs, which again is why I said rash, not necessarily stupid. But go on. But so William H. Macy shows up and is like, I've got money for you. I need you to do this job. Mm. And Billy is like, yeah, I'm going to make some money. That's like he's going to steal the wrapped eggs so he can sell them to make money. He's like a young kid. Billy sucks, by the way. I don't hate Billy. I actually kind of like the character and I think he has one of my favourite arcs in the movie. Lucky Strap arc. Alessandro Nivola is his name, the actor. Mm -hmm. I have permanent face blindness for this man. I have seen – I looked up his Wikipedia today – I looked at all these movies he's in. I'm like, well, I've seen all of those and I can't fucking remember this guy <laughs> He at might all. be the greatest character actor of all time. He's pretty seamless because he's in American like, Hustle. He's in You Were Never Really Here. He's Amsterdam. In, uh, I haven't seen Amsterdam, but there's a couple of others on Many there. Many Saints of Newark. He's in, You're actually for real. That he's I don't in, recognise him. Or, no, 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 no. He's in these like, movies and he has a, no pretty, a decent role. And I'm like, <laughs> these are movies I've seen and watched a couple of times. And nah. like, there's one movie I was like, oh, I remember him. Hmm. He's... Uh, He's Pollux, Nicolas Cage's younger brother in Face Off. He's Pollux Troy. Oh, and the second, is the second I looked that up, I was like, no, I fucking remember that guy. I remember yeah, him from Face yeah. Off. But that's it. He's in so many other things and I do not recognise him from them. <sighs> but I've, I've known him as Billy all my Can't life. Can't wait to talk about Face Off, by Yeah, the way. of course. Let's do Face Off. Incredible movie. <laughs> um, I, I've known him as Billy oh, my God. whole life from this movie, which I grew up watching. Mm. I think that he's a little hastily sketched. But if you want my, do we want to get into favourite scenes? Maybe. Yeah, of course we do. Let's okay. go. Favourite scenes. The aviary section is incredible. I sat up and was like, "Holy shit! This is all this movie should be." When they said, "When," and it doesn't make any sense, but I don't give a shit. When there's just like a foggy area that they have to walk, and they're like, "We should walk across this one at a time." Why? Fucking who cares? It's mm-hmm. foggy, and we should do it. The tension builds, and then when Trevor Morgan's walking across and you hear the pterodactyl approaching but no one can hear it, they all have to run and try to save him. He gets picked up and Billy runs to the top and he's got the parachute in the back and it's strapped to his shoulders now. Why? Who fucking knows? But anyway. He did it quickly. And Sam Neill's like, don't do it, Billy, don't do it. And he jumps off and he rips the parachute. The parachute opens and he paraglides down and saves Trevor Morgan. Oh, my God. Yeah. That shit is incredible. I it love is, that scene. It's the highlight so, scene of the film. But oh my god, in, it's so good. In the character's defense, you hear him talk about his lucky camera strap and how he was paragliding off the coast of New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's that's mentioned. It's mentioned that he did it's it. It's in the character description. It's got to be a word for that. Him taking the shadows. It's shadows. It's foreskin. 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 Yeah. Shadowing. Oh, something like that. Something like that. There's a <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners. Foreshadowing. Uh yes. It's some good for the circumcised. <laughs> foreskin only for the circumcised. If you're not, switch this off right now. It's like, hey, help me wrap up this paraglider. Well, that's yeah. going to come in handy yeah. later. I think it's great. It's great storytelling. No, it is. It's a little simple, sure, but it works in that scene. It builds builds to a scene that earns its payoff, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And him, like, yelling at them to get away and he gets washed along the the river current. I just think it's a really fantastic sequence. And I remembered other moments of this film being more exciting. And as they're happening earlier, I was like, it's kind of boring. It's kind of clunky. I don't think it's the compositing is very... I think some of the animatronics are pretty cool. What do you... they, they introduced the super predator, the Spinosaurus, far bigger and far more dangerous than the T-Rex. Mm. And the T-Rex and has up arms. until this point. And has arms. And has arms. But has been, the T-Rex has been the big bad up until this point. And then you see early on it just gets taken down. Almost immediately. Almost immediately. Snaps the T-Rex's neck. Nice metaphor for destroying the earlier franchises and going, oh, this isn't your mum's Jurassic Park. This is like a new and improved but version. It, it, it's escalation. It's you can't not do a film like this and not escalate it. Sure. Same with Jurassic World. They have the one that they've taught how to be really smart. It's like raptor brain with a T-Rex body, whatever it is. It's mm, like, yeah. oh, it's so dangerous because it's so smart. Why are you making these dinosaurs, guys? Money. Money. Money, please. Money, please. The because film, the why film, is no. Alan there in the first? Place. The, film <laughs> the filmmakers don't make sense. But the people who run Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, don't do it. Make Brachiosaurus the I whole mean, time. Because remember when we see the Brachiosaurus You're in the saying first from film. a logical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about like if you're actually running a park with dinosaurs. But I think they talk about Don't this. make cannibals. They like, never stop to think just because these things could happen that if they happened, they <laughs> might not be good. they that's, be happening? I'm pretty sure that's the line. I think they, they do mention this. I can't remember which film, but they talk about the fact that like, look, it's all well and good that we can make these dinosaurs now, but audiences will bore of that. You have to go bigger and meaner and they bigger do. Teeth. Of course, they reference it. They have yeah, to reference yeah. it. So but of course. Which is getting into in real life. If I saw a Brachiosaurus, I'd be pretty stoked for like ten seconds. Okay, so what do I want to see? Death, danger. Oh, look, it's an. I don't giraffe. even like. I don't even like scary <laughs> movies. Really, man. Okay. Man. <laughs> yeah. I think that the uh, inclusion of a bigger dinosaur is a fine idea. I don't know if it really a does. great Star Wars reference. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That is my favourite Star Wars movie. Well, you were both like dead behind the eyes when no, I said a, that. A, no, yeah. it's a good You're bit. talking about Phantom Menace though, right? Yeah. The best Star Wars movie. Why would I reference that film? What, which, my, what am I supposed to say? I don't know. I was in what shock. am I supposed to say? Really Sam don't. Neill is one of those actors in this <laughs> film and it's wonderful to watch. He's like, he knows everything and he's tired of your shit immediately. Yeah. He's always an actor that you look at him. And it might just be in these films and the tales written. He's already a step ahead of all these idiots mm. and all those dinosaurs. Mm. I think it's great. He's, he's a, very good. He's an actor that I really want to meet. He's on my list of actors that I would love to sit and talk to. Well, just fly to Sydney. He's not far because, away. Okay, sure. I'll just go knock on his door. What the fuck? Why not? Hey, Tom. Yeah, go on. If Frank was a dinosaur, yeah, he'd and- have a gluten intolerance. Yeah, he'd that's- be he'd be a megasaurus, right? <laughs> good one. <laughs> Uh, wow. Is how we would sound. So <laughs> Sam Neill's good, but you're mad at me? 
I think Sam Neill's I'm not mad at okay. You. He's I'm good. He's you. good in this. So I just kind of like yeah, no, it's not his best work. He does. He does pretty good. I I think comparatively, William H Macy and Tia Leone are both pretty meh in it. You know, well, they play suburban mum and dad, white mum and dad. Like, yeah. Can I, do you think it's weird? Obviously, they they're divorced. Tia Leone's husband or new partner has just died in that. Oh, no emotional connection. No emotional connection at all. <laughs> she's, she's like, she doesn't so care. Sorry about Brad, and she's like, I don't give a fuck about Brad. What was his name? I yes. don't care. And then at the end of the film, William H Macy goes, "Let's go home," and she's like, "Yeah, I love you again." It's like, guys, you were divorced. It's some pretty. Uh, it's like empty writing. I won't. Uh, I won't say otherwise. Oh, you won't? No. That's good. You know who... Uh, you know who is good in this? Go on. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say that. You um, know who wrote this and gave a pass at the script? Or Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton wrote the, the books that it's based on, <laughs> and he's also known for the original Westworld uh, movie, but he's a very, very prolific writer. Uh, who else gave a pass I at can't this? actually remember who wrote the original script, but Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor did their pass on it. And Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor now, of course, are known for movies like Election and Sideways. And, mm. uh, uh, Peter Bookman. Yes, Peter Bookman had the original script. And these guys, uh, what are some other movies by that? About Schmidt. You know, these very human comedies yeah. that are not at all grand or, like, you know, high concept. And they were given the script and asked to watch the earlier movies and do their own edition of it. And they wrote and they added a lot of comedy and they added a lot of, like, mm. you know, human characters. And they watched the movie and they were like, no, oh, we got paid, but they took all of it out. Like, none of it's in the movie. Oh, really? They're like, maybe a couple of lines that we put in there are in there. But, like, they said the movie's too much action, it needs some humanity. And they wrote it and they were like, no. Nah. They're going to cut all we the humanity out. We don't actually want any of this in the movie. Where are the dinosaurs? And so, so it's- Peter Bookman has written five films. That's it. Jurassic Park 3 is his first. Then Aragon. Yes. And, which then, is, oh, and then Shay, Shay part, part one, one and part two. The Foreigner? No. Did he not write The Foreigner? Was that? No. Johnny oh, But then Lego Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Is oh, no. he's he's like, what are you thinking? What's The Foreigner? Oh, no, I'm thinking of The Tourist. No, The Foreigner is um, Jackie Chan. I thought he wrote The Foreigner. Ah. I must be thinking of someone else. But he, yeah, he he's had a weird career writing, but Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor, seeing their names attached to this is one of the, it's like if you watch, you guys know Charlie Kaufman, right? Yeah. Who wrote like being, uh, being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like if you yeah. were watching fucking, I don't know, like Robocop 4 and it was like written by Charlie Kaufman. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like yeah. what did Charlie Kaufman do writing Early this? day Hollywood writer, like what are you going to do? I guess you that's need- it. But Alexander Payne and Jim, like they were kind of established with their their genre at that point with the election and stuff. And it's just, yeah. it was very weird for me to see their names. Um, Joe Johnston, was there anything else of note that he directed besides... Uh, no, I think uh, we've covered Jumanji, it's, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Captain, Captain America. America. There's October Sky. Oh, of course, Rocket Boys. Yes, and Rocket Boys. Yeah, no, the Rocketeer. No, no, no. But October Sky is an anagram for Rocket Boys. That's it's all about boys who like rockets. It's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's an okay movie. This is how much I like Jurassic Park three. <laughs> it's just a little. Oh, you're doing a. Frank, it's an anagram. A little run on right now. You're doing a Frank now. where you just completely change okay, the topic. Okay. Like, oh, I'm done so Laura Dern's in this for Laura a couple Dern's of scenes. Laura Dern's in it. They wrote her because she'd worked with Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor, and they were like, "Well, we should give her a little 
a little cameo in it and they they sort of wrote her in. Really? And she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. And they're like, you know, Alex and Jim actually wrote this part. Of this. And she's like, oh, I've worked with those guys. Sweet. And so they kind of convinced her to get back in oh, because wait. of that. And then she was Besides like, and the then she was in the first film. But she didn't want it. She was like, I don't know if I want to do a cameo. Like, oh. I don't know if I want to come back in for mm. that. And they managed to get her in for that. She also convinced William H. Macy to work on this because they were working on a movie when he got the offer. Yes. And William H. Macy often recounts that this was a pretty painful shoot. Except that he, he wanted to do it at the time, though. He, he was like, Yeah, he I'm was 50 like, and I get to fight dinosaurs. What are you, yeah, you going to do? It's a fucking, you know, it's it's a Spielberg <laughs> get, movie. Wait, yeah. what? It's not? Okay. Well, but it's a Spielberg, oh, it's a Spinberg movie. He said they had a Jazz? chair on set. That's pretty good. He said they had a chair on God, set. God, he just hasn't stopped. They said they had a chair on Sorry, set. You want to have a chair on set? With Spielberg's name on the back of it. And just he in case. never showed up. And William H. Macy was like, I didn't know if it was a threat or a promise. Like he just wasn't sure how to take <laughs> that that was there the whole oh, time. And he shit. said there would be days where they would shoot like an eighth of a page and the 12-hour days where he'd just be like, we got nothing done a lot of the time. Wow. Afterwards he goes, it was one of the most excellent things I've ever been a part of, but I feel like someone got to him and was like, Spielberg will have you killed. Like, so, you say, be, say that this is excellent. There positive. is a common theme that runs between the three films as well and given you haven't seen the no? second one and mm. if it's not dinosaurs, oh, what the, do you the think other it is? Yeah. Uh, what, love. Human stupidity. I mean... It's hard to argue that it's not. <laughs> what, sorry, Marcus, what was the theme you were going to say? The actual theme is is broken families. Ah, oh, right. It is interesting. That's mm. Sad. Talk about lost world. You know what I mean? And like the dinosaurs being a side piece to that, really. So, the stepmom. The stepmom. The mistress. Get it? No. Stepmomasaurus. <laughs> Rex? Stepamomasaurus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm re- I must be tired. Yeah. <laughs> it must, no, Marcus, it must be tired. You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. I think this uh, was a weird movie, but I did enjoy that aviation scene. I think the scene where they are on the boat and they're avoiding the Spinosaurus, is that yeah. what you guys called him? Yeah. I think That's a good scene. I think it's okay. I think it made me laugh whether I actually... Intentionally or not, should have laughed or not, yeah. Because they're calling, and he calls uh, Ellie, but Charlie, the little boy, picks up. Yeah, and so Sammy will be like, "Charlie, it's the di- it's the dinosaur man. Find mommy." And then, like the next scene is Charlie going to find mommy, going back and watching the TV. And it's Barney the dinosaur on TV, and he's like that dinosaur man. And so he's watching Barney, totally forgetting all about. And it's like a like a cut between them drowning and being attacked by this dinosaur, and Charlie dancing on TV, and then he like has this a moment where he looks at the phone. And he's like, "Oh, that's right, I have a job to do." And he goes to find his <laughs> the mom. Kid. Oh no, I'm letting this man down. The responsibility, the responsibility, you know, and goes to find it. And I, I was kind of laughing at that. Just as a an absurd sequence. The fact that you the the you rely on this child to save your yes. protagonist in the film is like Ooh. Do we is that imagine, we if they, imagine if they all die and that kid just has to grow up knowing that Oh the guilt on that kid. He got the dinosaur man killed. Pardon? Dinosaur man. <laughs> so this is Jurassic Park three, this is episode fifty of Throwing the Power, and I feel like we've covered most of the ground we need to. Do we go into briefly you were looking at some of the other big the movies? The history of Throwing the Power? We could, but briefly just the other big movies that came out that year. This was an eighty eighty five million dollar budget. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not 1985. No, no, no. 2001, $85 million makes like 400 
something like that. Like it was a successful movie. I think it's the lowest grossing of the franchise. Of course it was. Yeah, but it's still eighty-five budget. Sorry, ninety-three budget. Oh, ninety-three. Okay, and made three sixty-eight. Three sixty-eight, and which is like still one of the still top, makes four. Yeah, four times. It's one made. of the top ten movies of the year. Like it still makes a lot of money, but it's just not quite what people were. Uh, you know, every every other Jurassic Park film since, despite the fact that they've been dropping in in critical and audience reception. Well, I feel like Jurassic World would have made. I think I, I truly think some of these movies go up to like the the, the most recent ones, like close to a billion dollars in grossing. Like it's kind of absurd how high uh, the last three. Jurassic- oh, sh- yeah. Jurassic World, the budget is estimated between 150 and 215. It made 1.6 $1. billion. Dollars. That is that is one of the top 10 grossing movies of all time. Yeah. If it's 1.6. That's, that's in, crazy. I didn't know it was quite that much. I thought it was a little over one. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. These movies are really successful and it's because there's always another generation of kids. I spend a lot of time working with children. But that's also playing on the – like that's Chris Pratt coming off the Marvel films. It's also inflation and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like – it's the new blockbuster film. It's like if you're not in the billions, yeah. you are nothing. I agree. But I'm working with a lot you of kids. You agree? You think those films that don't make a billion dollars suck? I think that they're not considered successful. I think you're right on, on a franchise level. I think if you're part of an established IP and you don't get over a billion, they often go, eh, that's a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Right? Um, you didn't play into the bit, but that's fine. What, what part of the <laughs> Just you having a good time ever. Okay. So I think that I work with a lot of <laughs> students and those the things that are perennial about kids is you could take any young boy, sometimes girls as well, but I will say it tends to be a little gendered, like young boy between the age of like seven or 13, and you can be like, what is your favourite dinosaur? And most of the time they'll go, all right, my top three are, and they, they can, will just like run down what these dinosaurs are. They fucking love them. They always will. There was a time in my life where I could have done that. I can't now. I, I used to love same, dinosaurs. See, that's same. it. Yeah. I didn't. I was always weird. Everyone Not at surprised. school loved dinosaurs, Not surprised, and I loved yeah. theatre. But um, I have a niece... <laughs> I have a niece who loves dinosaurs. Hmm. Yeah. She's I've got a, three yep. and she's like obsessed. Yep. I wanted to be Everything a, she wears is dinosaurs. Uh, you want to be a triceratops? I know. Uh, I can tell. Archaeologist or a paleontologist. Ended up as a, a triceratops. Anyway, go on. That was <laughs> 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 yeah, not a bad bit. Thank you. Uh, do you want to do some trivia? Just some fun little yeah. songs? Oh, yeah. Been, as you can tell, listeners, a bit of a like rounding out. This will be one of our, our last episodes for a little while. And this is so funny. It's like hours air quote season other. finale. We're like, oh, God, we could do it 45 minutes. We could cut a short, couldn't we? Yeah. I was like, we could probably round this one out. We could. Uh, you know. Let's do some trivia. Let's do. I've got two okay. questions. So, oh, okay. Okay. I've got a two truths and a lie. Okay. I was born. In Bernie, Tasmania. No? no. We're not doing that? No. Oh, sorry. No, Marcus, you got trivia. Uh, I want to follow that. <laughs> All right, you ready? With anything you're ready, interesting. You're ready, you're ready, you're ready. Uh, John Williams, who turned down writing the music for this one. That music. Keep going. Keep going, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. What film did he compose and work on instead? God, in 2001. 2001. It wasn't a beautiful mind. Uh... Shallow How. Shallow How? <laughs> a film we will never talk about. I think we should. It absolutely is a, a film we can't keep talking about, guys. <laughs> we have to stop. Uh, that's a, that is an excellent question. I'm going to assume maybe it was Star Wars Attack of the Clones. <sighs> no. No. What was nah. it? We're good. We're out. Pearl Harbor. No, it is not. <laughs> 
AI, artificial intelligence. A movie that also really? came out this year. That's a great fucking point. Spielberg, yep. yeah. Wow, Joined good work, Johnny with Wills. The, with the Berg. Uh, second one, uh, uh, Dr. Alan Grant uh, in the plane on the way over, he mm-hmm. puts his hat over his head and takes a nap. What is that taking or paying homage to? Indiana Jones. What film? All of them. No. <laughs> Every single Indiana Jones. And the last crusade. No, nah, Temple of Doom, but we'll go with it. I... Specifically Temple of Doom. Okay, I apologise. I've not <laughs> yeah. seen it. See, that's another, like, just harking no, back to other franchises. I've seen the first. Which one is the first? I don't know the order. The uh, Raiders. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think it's fabulous. I don't love Temple of Doom. No, no one does. <laughs> Do you know why? That's interesting. It's the, it's, it's the least favourite of the, oh, wow. of is the that original. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I should watch it again. But Last Crusade's meant to be very good. Uh, I don't know. Do I do one quick trivia question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I guess I will. All right. And for you, Tom, we should put on the... Yeah. <laughs> go with your trivia. Let's go. It's our 50th. Yay! It's too funny. It's too good. Oh, it's too funny. Uh, what's the name of the first mercenary who dies? Oh. Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it is it Boyd or something? No. Is it Stones? Hang on, whoa, whoa, what was that reaction? Well, that was the name of my childhood dog. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. Oh, trying wow. to, you're trying to fuck with me no, right now. That wasn't. That was. Was I'm it Solomon? I'm like, so sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Oh, guys, way too niche a reference and way too sad. Yeah. I um, I just guessed a name. I yeah. thought it was actually Boyd. No, don't worry no, about it. No, it was Gillen, right? Gillen was my other childhood dog. <laughs> What now are you doing right now? <laughs> no, I don't know. What was it? Uh, Cooper, which is oh, my I, first dog. Yes. And God. God, I'm glad that dog's <laughs> hey, dead. Cooper. I think that the it is an homage to a game you and I played a lot as, uh, as kids, Dino Crisis. Is it actually? Remember how in Dino Crisis the first of the group to die is Cooper and he's running through the forest and he gets eaten by a T-Rex? Are you making this up or is it actually? Here's the thing. I always thought it as a kid because I watched Jurassic Park 3 and then we played Dino Crisis a lot and because I was doing both of those things a lot as a child, I would just always be like, oh, yeah, these movies or this game is referencing whichever came first is referencing the other because it's a guy called Cooper getting eaten by a T-Rex in the forest. And I literally just looked it up today and there are, like, two Reddit posts about it. But people being like, this can't be a coincidence, right? So they those came are out- the two things he was doing. Well, the third wasn't making friends, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a Loneliosaurus. Loneliosaurus, right. That was pretty sad. That was pretty sad. <laughs> I was mourning my childhood dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry, right. pal. We've been mean to each other this ep. Kind of. Actually, no. It's oh, much yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been 50 Hours, not including edits. Oh, the fuck. Okay, here's the Ooh. thing. Here's the thing. We're going to put out an episode just all edits. <laughs> just, <laughs> just deleted Smash scenes. Cut, yeah. It's entirely you, Tom. Me, Tom. Everything I edit is Tom. Out, out. Out, out. out bye, bye, Tom. Bye, bye, Tom. Thomas, get Tom him and his out. Tom and his pals. and his pals. Yeah, Tom is out. Feels like we might be rounding the corner so on this is that episode, guys. <laughs> Don't know if we have much. My favourite moment of the, of the film is, yes. is honestly when when Alan Grant <laughs> runs over to the pterodactyl and the one as they're picking away at Billy yeah. in the water, mm. and that oh. one pterodactyl turns to Alan and is like, "Fuck around and find out." You're like he looks at next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. I makes me laugh. Think that's a good. And also when he wakes up on the plane, or he thinks he wakes up. 
and there's a little raptor on the plane next to him. And he's just like, Alan! <laughs> just yeah. like, Alan! It's, it's an odd moment. It's definitely a, this is going to land, right? And it's like, uh, nope. nope. William, William H. Macy kicking the vending machine and hurting himself. Yes, it's kind of funny. funny. It's kind of funny. Slapstick, but it's funny. Yeah, again, um, it's like it, there's not enough slapstick for that to feel normal. Also, it's so no, out of character. The character beat of him and Tealione getting changed and her being like, how, how much weight did you say you lost? He's like, oh, 25, I started swimming. And she's like, oh, you... You, you, didn't, didn't, you didn't swim. I learned to. And so you're like, oh, that's going to come up. There's going to be a moment where they're going to be in water. And they are in water several times, but, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. when he falls off the crane into the fire, it's not like if someone was like, don't worry, he learned to swim. They think he was going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't ever. It's such a fucking weird It should come up. It should yeah. be a point. It's very silly. The, the um, 3D weave. The 3D the- printed uh, <laughs> raptor larynx. Yeah. That's kind of cool. The actual, like way that the device looks like it's just someone, like, holding up, I don't know, kind of like a toilet roll that's been painted over and has a wire on it and it's just like... It's, it is doing interesting that to me thing. that he knows how to kind of use it. How Even close. How has he gone... <laughs> yeah. And then he's thrown that. his voice... And he's like, no, no, do the other one. Well, William H. Macy goes, no, no, call for help. <laughs> that's it. And... Sam Neill goes, of course I know how to blow through this larynx to make yeah. it sound like the thing I've heard once. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is like similar to he learned how to swim and it comes back later. Yeah. He's, he hears the raptor call for help. He goes, he's calling for help. And so he, he hears the that. sound. But it doesn't mean he learns how to use No, the because fucking- how? Uh, yeah, it's a bit silly. It's very silly. And then they give them raptor eggs and they just let them go free. Yeah, I don't like any of that either. The I ending also, is not strong. The ending is not strong. I also think, like I was saying before, the animatronics are pretty well done. I think for the most part the CGI and compositing looks pretty good in the movie, but the scene that I do laugh a little is where Tia Leone is on her knees and she, the, the raptor is like kind of nuzzling, like nuzzling her. her. And from a certain angles it looks pretty good, but from the angle where it's on Tia Leone and all you see is the raptor head, it does look like someone just has a raptor head on a stick and they're just going <laughs> like, <laughs> like just rubbing it against her. That's It looks pretty Because that's silly. what it was. I mean, probably. That's what it was. And it looked pretty silly. Yeah. But I don't know. I yeah, I didn't have fun with this. And I'm, bum- no. I'm bummed by that more so than any I... movie we've watched recently. It sucked to revisit this and 16 years later be like, yeah, I don't like this, Yeah, but that's what happens when you grow old and get boring. Time. What yeah. did you give this, pal? What was your score? Frank? Ah. Oh. <laughs> that's a good question. Don't ask him something like that. I think I gave it an eight. Yeah, I think that's and I think Pretty that's, high. Yeah. I had a good time. Again... <laughs> I watch this. I watch this. <laughs> I don't know that we all have catchphrases, but that is Frank's catchphrase. <laughs> I had a good time. Good time. I don't know. You got to say it like that, too. I should record that. No, I watched this. I remember I went home after a Friday, uh, you know, post work off, hmm? post work <laughs> knockoff drinks. So I remember Lucy and I watched again. She was like, Are you drunk? And I was like, No. Sipping on a whiskey after you know a bottle of wine at work, I was like, "Yeah, I had a great time." I had a re- like again, it's silly, it's dumb, it's nowhere near the standard of the first one. The second Wait. one is you know it's a, it's a scale that goes down. You had a bottle of wine and a whiskey. You should have get your stomach pumped, pal. You should have get your stomach you pumped, should've. pal. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> oh no. So it's three a.m. And we've just finished recording. Mm. Um, we've done the last 10 episodes of this all in a row. We've done so 50 episodes knows. in a row. I yeah, want everyone to know. Yeah, yeah, we've not left, left this room. This room. <laughs> Things smell... We just... Lebowski-ish. They smell ambitious, I would say. Ad hoc, we went, you know what? Let's just sit down in the mic. We're going to do 50 eps straight up. I reckon we could do it. 
No. What? Well, here's the thing. That would be three days of talking to you two. Yeah, it's so hard and Can awful. Can we just really quickly talk <laughs> yeah. about Frank's maths on that? And it was some quick math. <laughs> I'll grant him that. 50 hours but in three days. But he just said 50 hours is three, three days. days. I would like to ask Frank, how many hours are there in two days? <laughs> let me let me, let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. How long has this episode been recording and how much content do we get and how much break do we have in between? That's a really good point. Frank, how many hours are there in two days? 48. Oh, interesting. You absolute <laughs> ass. <laughs> It's fine, buddy. This if been... we're doing 50 hours, 22 hours of those are going to be breaks, food, edits. 50 hours we're at this point. This has been my favourite and least favourite episode of all time. I think I agree with that. I think I... this is right in the middle. This is, as, this is as good as Elvis. Let me say that. That's so true. First yeah. ep, yeah, we swung back around. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've gotten that bad again. What a ride. It's almost exactly a year since we first started recording. Yeah, wow. How about that? I've had a wonderful time and I'm really appreciative. 50 hours in a year. Yeah, that's with Quick that sort math. of work ethic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many weeks are in a year, Tom? I don't know, at least seven. <laughs> at least seven. He's, he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. Jurassic Park 3. This has been Jurassic Park 3. T. Leone, ladies and gentlemen. She was, yeah. Sam Neill. She was there. We want to thank everyone for listening and supporting <laughs> the pod. We've had a really wonderful time making it and we hope to be back to you soon with some new fresh apps of us debating each other on movies. Oh, is that the end? I don't or know. Is that, we, you, are we, we going to plan an ending? I think God, that's, that's Tom, a pretty that good so, way. We promise so to come sincere. back for season two much better and much stronger. Yeah. I, I'm, as yeah. friends, as pals. Now, we've obviously set the bar pretty high. So, guys, don't have your expectations <laughs> out of this world, but we think we could improve. Speaking of out of this world, the first uh, episode of next season is going to be Men in Black. For you? The first Men in Black? Do we want to call our shots You're right? calling I, it now? I actually like that idea. Let's on this right now. What are, what are the... Men in Black. You're going to pick Men in Black? Oh, do it. Um, uh, Licorice pizza. Okay. Yeah, Freddie get fingered. Okay, Marcus, I think that's an interesting choice. <laughs> I think it's weird picking a movie that you directed and started, but if you really want to do it. The Cable Guy. Okay. Really? Genuinely. All right, so Men in Black. Licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. And the cable guy. The cable guy. I like that. That's a good mixture. So that gives you all listeners some time to catch up. Go and watch those brand new films those in case you haven't seen them. Did you say y'all? I did not say y'all. Hey, y'all. You have not said y'all all night as well. <laughs> I truly think you okay. did it that y'all one. Y'all weren't ep- listening. You did it that one episode <laughs> and then said, I've been doing this for a while now. And we were like, what? And, and, then, you, my and then you never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like laying a random scene. It was a good bit. It was funny. Like, the ending of this movie. Yep. Okay. Really quickly. <laughs> has an ending been more misjudged than the sweeping orchestral score as the pterodactyls are flying through the sky off to a new world? Right? And the music's like, Aah! and you're like, no, they're going to kill us all. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Because they, they can fly anywhere. Anyway, they're just in Hawaii. The franchise, yeah. yes. Jurassic World. <laughs> Why do you do that? Do Why that. do you sound Why like that? Why do you sound like that? Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> we lost all our listeners from this one. Lost world. We lost. There's a world. Easeless we lost them. Thank you for listening. My name's Tom. My name's Marcus. My name is Frank. And we've really enjoyed making this for you. Thank you for being dedicated to 
our wonderful times that we spend talking about movies. I appreciate you all, and um, I get nothing out of this. Listen to Throwing the Power. My name is Frank. My name, My name is Marcus. God damn it! <laughs> this is episode 50. We're going to call it a season break, but we'll be back very soon. Yes. Probably we, next week, to be honest. We, or, probably uh, any time. No. I don't know. We'll talk about it. And we'll you, see My you people call your people. And I'll call your pictures. people. Love you all. Bye-bye. Throwing the power.